This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm the guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've uh, spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle. Please get in touch with us on our Facebook page, follow us, like us, whatever it takes. We would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as I know this industry is capable of. Hey, Gordon, how's it going? It's going well, Doc. Uh, I'm missing... uh my sort of weekly games of football, but I, I guess I'll, I'll default to some rugby. Yeah. I'll keep the sports fan interested somewhere. But yeah, very excited about today. And I think uh, our guest today joins our elite list of uh, double headers. It's the yeah. second time. Not many people have uh, come back on our show. <laughs> Not because the show is that bad. <laughs> Not because the show is that bad, but because we've had a spectacular run of, of very no, great have, guests. Indeed. And I mean, but today is one of our very early guests, uh, Gordon. So it's a great pleasure to welcome my mate Napster. Napster, how's it, man? Thanks very much for joining us. Hey, what's up? What's up? <laughs> you well, hello, uh, Doug, and uh, hello to you, sir. Yeah, it's good to thank see you again. You, yeah, thank you so much for having me once again in this familiar space. Yeah. And uh, so much time has gone by, but um, it's so great to reconnect and to see that everyone's well coming out of uh, yeah. uh, very crazy times. Yeah, and, and exciting uh, topics which are coming up, Doc. You're going to unpack that. I think I was just commenting earlier. I'm, just, I'm quite relieved that the Napster's... Gone vertical because last time he had, he had his head up, was on the side, on the side of his head, and I and I kept falling off my chair trying to get the right vertical perspective. So I must say this is a bit more conservative than your last look, but yeah, uh, I just try to have a focal point as far as my hair is concerned. You excellent. Know? I still have the signature blonde. No, no, good. I like thing. I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. it's. Uh, are, are you getting? Are, you're not uh, quickly before we digress. Are we? You're not getting conservative on us. Are you? No, 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 never. Just checking. No, All right, never. No, that's still cool. crazy. All right. We okay. <laughs> it's two years down the road, Gordon. We're two years older, yeah. hopefully two years more mature. I've got two years less hair, so I really can't. Uh, I can't. I'm not going to get into this hair debate with Yokes, but uh, all good. But Napster, on a serious note, thanks, my mate. I really appreciate it because you're one of our very early guests to come in and, and spoke 
quite openly and honestly about a young creative guy, uh, the good and the bad, the challenges. And I think we want to pick up on that, Gordon, and, and it's now two years on. You know, as a, a multi-potentialite, I mean, you guys, you, you and your team, and I know some of the guys really well, have got so much talent at various things. And I think one of your big passions then, and I know it is now, is not just mother tongue advertising, it's mother tongue thinking, mm. creation, Gordon, the ideation, the, the nuance. And, and, and your big campaign at that stage we referenced was the telecom ad where you had comedians in from the provinces who thought in their own way, not just language, their own mannerism. So two years on, let's talk about the industry. You now meet with a lot of guys, a lot of agencies as a freelancer. What's it looking like? Has the industry got better in terms of... Um, authenticity and real work it's been a very very interesting two years um i'm glad to say that we have uh remained consistent as far as fighting the fight is concerned um i'd say the industry is evolving Mm. you know i think um we've reached that point where the industry doesn't have a a choice but to adapt or die you Mm. know as far as the market's desire for authentic work for culture and for work that basically resonates as far as African languages are concerned, you know. So, so I definitely say there is a, a bit of progression. Obviously, at snail's pace, mm-hmm. I think we all know the conversations around red tape and bureaucracy within, you know, corporate and, 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 and that space. Uh, but I think it's so encouraging to find those, you know, um, those one in a million uh, brand managers who fight the fight, you know, who who sneak in that brief and, 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 and go internally and fight those fights, you know. So those individuals are there and they've kept us going, you know. And uh, I think COVID has been very, very interesting for us as far as um, being a multi-potentialite is concerned because COVID has allowed a lot of us to work um, from home and remotely, mm-hmm. which has then given us more room and freedom to express our other passion which feeds our creativity, you know. Mm. So now we've got uh, guys working from anywhere in the world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, what's, 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 what's more fulfilling to them creatively, mm. uh, which produces better work at the end of the day, unlike before, where it was mandatory to be at a desk, yeah. to be in a location, you know. So, so yeah, that's what's been happening uh, yeah. in the past two years. Mm. I think, you know, there's encouraging sounds in there, but there's, there's equally things that, that worry me in the sense that, you know, we're still talking about fighting the fight, you know, and that, that's extraordinary, really. It shouldn't be uh, a case of fighting the fight. It should be a case of sailing, you know, in the white waters of, of a raging stream towards, you know, a really good destination. So that, that's a bit kind of disappointing. Um, and, you know, talking about the, the COVID changes, that's an interesting one for me because... If we're talking about embracing change and embracing uh, cultural sensitivity, seeing somebody else's point of view, I'm not entirely convinced that working from home is, is the answer. You know, I mean, what do, you, what do you think we should do, you know, with, with uh, Vladimir Putin? Lock him in his bedroom and say, OK, Vlad, go away and think about it again. Mm. Or does he actually join, need to join the real world uh, uh, and talk to some people? So... Yeah, somewhere we've got to get people talking to people again. I don't, I don't know that we win this battle when people are working from home. It's too safe an environment uh, to embrace or, uh, change. And we're not embracing change is not enough. You've got to drive it. You've got yeah. to actually be up front and lead. And I don't think you can lead anything when you're working from home. Hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah, it's interesting, Gordon, because I mean, you and I have spoken Napster in previous episodes with different people who have different views. And one of the big questions we asked, and it's, and it's interesting your view on creativity thriving in different spaces. You know, sometimes, you know, if you're a creative person, I mean, it's an age-old adage, Gordon, create uh, good ideas don't keep office hours. So you could find that whether you're riding a bicycle, walking down the beach, in a bigger agency, in your bed, in the shower, wherever the case may be. So it's it's interesting that you're saying, and we had Peter Curry on, remember a while ago from T, mm, uh, yeah. from Huntless Coast, mm. TBWA, uh, talking about the MTN campaign at that stage last year. And he was saying how a lot of his team were, were getting into the whole notion of, of working from home and getting their heads around it, specifically creativity. So yeah, Napster, so I mean, it's... Um, it's nice that you know you're saying you and your team have done well and continue to do well. And now I guess, and I don't want to jinx this thing, but as we seem to be getting back to some sort of normality, getting out of COVID, uh, you know, getting back into into spaces where we can meet, like now, for instance, you know, in studio. So it's nice, and hopefully, you know, those creatives, Gordon, who perhaps don't flourish remotely, can find their way back to their desk and not feel that it's a it's a bind. But want to be there, you know. Want to enjoy that energy and that feed of yeah. of their mates and that. Uh. Yeah, um, I, I I actually just wanted to to add to what uh, Gordon said, um, Doug. To your point, um, I think it's it's important that I that I clarify the difference between um, working remotely and working from home. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so 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 so. And I'm for the latter. Mm. So I, I agree with you 100%. Um, mm. I, think, um, I think as a, as a creative entrepreneur uh, who does administration work, uh, working from home is great. Mm. Because there's a time where you just need to do the filing, you need to do the books, you need to plan, you need mm. to strategize alone in isolation in a very quiet place. Home is great for that. But working remotely, I'm specifically referring to the fact that um, you want to work from a coffee shop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you want to yeah. work from no, the beach, point is well made, you, want, yeah. you know, yeah. and and I think that that's that's probably what's been the most exciting, as opposed to you know being forced to be in a boardroom with creatives twenty four seven and and expecting to come up with with amazing work. Mm. Mm. So so yeah, really exciting to see where mm. where things are going, and I agree with you, Doug. Um, it's great that those who rely on the you know because we feed off energy, mm. you know. Yeah. So it's so exciting to see that we can come back. Uh, you know, I say that for a lot of art forms like uh, comedy and creativity, we heavily reliant on that physical human interaction. Mm. The screens are great, the technology is great, but mm. you know, there's just something about someone being in the room, mm. seeing that smile, seeing yeah. those eyes, mm. feeling that energy, handshakes. You know, and um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's really exciting to see how slowly we are we're getting back to yeah. uh, to doing things that way. Yeah. Can I loop back just quickly before I lose the thought? I mean, you used a lovely phrase, multi-potentialite. Uh, I love that thought, and I need to understand what it means. Um, it's just such a lovely word. I thought I thought initially you were describing yourself as a potentate. And I thought, no, hang on, no, that's not quite the same thing. Quick sense check in the old aged memory. But potentialite, what a wonderful word. Yeah, cool. So, um so actually, uh, our business is centered around that phrase, um, which, w- interestingly, was a study that was done in New York um, of these individuals that are called multipotentialites, uh, primarily the latter part of, 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 of millennials. So they represent the gig economy. So these are the guys that um, mm. are not uh, conformed to nine to fives. They work from gig to gig. 
and they do more than one thing professionally. So traditionally, we've been told jack of all trade, master of none, mm. but multipotentialites are people who do uh, multiple creative disciplines professionally, and they are viable income streams. Mm. So that is what our business is centered around, and that's the kind of talent that we look for. Those are the kind of suppliers that we work for. And it's been so interesting just to find my kind, you know, because mm. um, I always felt weird and alone and, you know, <laughs> always being told, focus, what's your one thing? Leave these other things. And then finally, just, you know, with growing that uh, community, mm. it was so mm. interesting to see locally and abroad how many of us uh, there are. And it's, it really is where the trends are going, you know. Mm. So they're called multipotentialites, uh, also known as forward slashers. So I'm a model slash photographer slash writer yeah. slash DJ. So forward slash is multipotentialites. And it's, yeah, pretty yeah. cool. I love it. But it's, you know, and, and I think the interesting part of the story, both Napster and Gordon, Gordon, we've had guests on who embrace that type of work. And we've had other guests on. You remember the guy from the Hofbra House? He's been the CEO for over 20 years. And he said to us, he said, I, I don't want to do anything else. I want to be a brewmaster. I love being a brewmaster. Yeah. And he's very happy. And he was saying, in talking with HR, they were saying, you are old-fashioned. You're a dying breed. Mm -hmm. Now, the point of my story is there's a place for everyone. There is no one right answer in terms of careers. We spoke about a linear career. We spoke about a career today, you year today. And Napster's chosen that. Now, I want to get on to your other career. Uh, firstly, I mean, you're spending a lot of time in Cape Town. I mean, have you, are you living there these days? And then I want to talk about comedy. I mean, you say to me, you've just finished your summer set in Cape Town. And uh, when can we see you on stage again? Yeah, um... <laughs> Cape Town actually was uh, a, a beautiful, um, unplanned moment of serendipity because um, we had just finished doing the MMA Awards and we decided to take a break to Cape Town and then the government um, put another lockdown, so we were <laughs> stuck there. <laughs> so so we, we, we've been stuck in Cape Town for probably a year and a half. And, um, you know, prior to that, we've always been going to Cape Town for designing Daba and the Luris mm. and when they were still in Cape Town. So it's always just been a dream place to just work from and, you know, mm. uh, checking out the creative scene there. So when the lockdown happened, we were like, there's no other time to experiment whether this Cape Town thing can be a thing. Uh, well, that led us to many beautiful things. We opened up an office in Cape Town and uh, we um, are collaborating with a... Um, a great startup uh, initiative called uh, Innovation City, mm -hmm. uh, run by the founders of Travel Start and Kino Kamis from Cape Talk. Yeah. And um, we are really just exploring what uh, Cape Town has to offer creatively. And I think the beautiful thing for us is creating the bridge between Cape Town and Joburg, mm. because these are two distinct markets as far as creativity is mm. concerned. What's also interesting is that there's been a huge migration of creatives mm. moving down to Cape Town and setting up shop there. Mm. You know, um, even some ad agencies. Um, I know Duke is there. I know um, uh, Grid has mm. opened an office there. So mm. there certainly is something happening in Cape Town yeah. as far as forward uh, thinking of the next creative scene is concerned, you know. So um, I got to host my first ever uh, comedy show, well, public comedy show in Cape Town. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'd always been performing there for corporates. So that was really cool and exciting. I uh, did that in December. Yeah. The response was great, but obviously it was during lockdown. So yeah. we did it again two months ago. 
Um, I, I am going to be away from Cape Town uh, going overseas. Huh. So I did a show called uh, Goodbye For Now, Capstart. And huh? uh, <laughs> it was huh. awesome. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful stuff. I love Cape Town. Cape Town is awesome. But, you know, Josie's, Josie's, Josie's my home and um, Josie's where I learned to hustle. So I'm really just enjoying uh, being in between these two cities and, and, and getting what they both have to offer, mm. you know. You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. Just a quick question to you in your uh, comedic guise. Any advice for Chris Rock on his, uh, his comedic material? <laughs> <laughs> you just have to monitor who sits in front. That's just, what I say. And, just, and, and <laughs> duck. Just remember to duck. I have to say, though, this is what I said when I was on stage, that... Uh, there were two two parallel conversations that were happening when that thing happened with Will Smith. Um, in the burbs, white people were talking about Will Smith and his mental health. Uh. And in the hood, we were talking about whether that was a real clap or not. <laughs> <laughs> because if that was a clap, the guy wouldn't have continued with the show. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I mean, I've made it very clear. I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, yeah. but on this one I am. How many cameras were there at the... Awards. I mean, Hundreds of cameras. How many camera angles have you seen of that event? One. Yeah. <laughs> From behind, which we know plays with the depth of field. Uh -huh. I'm with you. Aiko. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't come close. <laughs> now, Nafsa, tell me, you say you're moving, are you going overseas? Where are you going? What are you doing? What's the story? Yeah, so the overseas thing is really exciting because... We um, from hosting the next chapter in Cape Town, uh -huh. we had um, Al Jazeera uh, covering the event, and then as a result of that, the University of Chicago uh, picked up the event, um, a Chicago booth, and they host an annual event uh, where their PhD students and master students host an event, and they open up to the business community. So they invited me there to come and speak, um, but you know the the. The, the realities of South Africans applying for a U.S. visa. Uh, I had to do it online. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I am going there for uh, further engagement with the University of Chicago in the U.S. And then, um, and then I'll be going to the U.K. just to explore the creative scene there. Uh, but I'm back in summer uh, in Cape Town and Joburg. So it's exciting because it's my first time going overseas yeah. um, and uh, I think once again with the Cape Town and Joburg thing and creating a bridge um, my desire is to create a bridge between um, the UK America and South Africa yeah. I know there are many people who have been doing that but here's my narrative for a long time uh, America and Europe has been feeding us creatively mm. I think it's it's, it's, it's time that we started feeding them mm. um, because we already know many of their artists anyway are already coming here for insights, for trends, um, for fashion. So I think um, my vision and my desire is to take a little bit of Africa to them, mm. our languages, our cultures, our music, instead of you know, going there and trying to get a, a stamp of approval that you know, once you perform in Hollywood, now you're official and you, you know, just sharing what, what we have to offer, you know, and local, local, local yeah. languages. Yeah. They must know about our culture, our slang, our, you know, yeah. uh, the stuff that, um, and I don't mean this critically, not a lot of our artists take when, when they get there in such an intimidating space, big lights, and, you know, 
then yeah. you you want to try and be American and yeah. sound American, yeah. you know. Yeah, but you it's uh, yeah interesting. I mean, obviously, I, I, that is hell of a interesting, and I only wish you the best both in in stateside as as well as the UK. And I think I saw somewhere Idris Elba was taking some of the boxing inspiration from Africa. I mean, he was recently here, and he's now got a program globally. So that's an example of an export. But now, because it's Idris Elba, it seems cooler and better and bigger. But it, why can't it be a Napster or a, or a, a local, another local guy who's taking something authentic? Although boxing's obviously not. Only for Africans. The point of the story is he found something in it in Africa, whether, as you say, um, whether it is dance, music, song, folk, uh, storytelling, whatever that African. Uh, narrative is it, it'll be great so I wish you well let's please just stay in touch and send us some pics and send us some videos or whatever the case may be from your no, from your absolutely. different feeds and around, and uh, around one, one uh, pic I'm, I'm really looking forward to is a picture you've got to go when you're in Chicago to Buddy Guy Buddy Guy's Club uh, South Wabash Avenue um, it is just the best best place to to listen if you're a fan of Buddy Guy but the the music in Chicago, it's, there's just tons of music joints. It is just the most extraordinary Amazing. place to to get into your music. And uh, I, I just liked what you were talking about, you know, the, the multi-faceted nature of creativity. Because, I mean, little things, um, I've, I've just finished doing a, a Thinkbox course, free course on television, uh, um, you know, online. And, and it, they're going to repeat the course in June. So we'll, I'll come back to visiting that. But things that they've explored in Thinkbox, um, which is it was a UK television sort of think tank, mm. um, is the rediscovering the power of music in commercials. You know, we talk mm. about multi-screening. Yeah. And uh, when you come back from second screen onto the, the TV screen, very often it's not a visual uh, that's driving you back, but it's an audio cue. And mm. we've known this from movies for ages. So oh. I was so interested to see the holistic creative thinking applied you know from a media perspective i'm used to it in your language creatively but mm -hmm. i'm really excited to see it applied to media so uh, for me it's it's just exciting to see this holistic thinking and because that's kind of what i grew up with and i and i long to see that holistic thinking again you know? mm. yeah, but i mean music as you say gordon has got you know a lot of us it takes you to a place or a time in your life where yeah. you remember something and whatever that something is, you know. And that's the power, I guess, of music. And, and in, in the case of, of, of Napster, hopefully you take some of the African music and, yes. and cultures. There. Now, Napster, I want to I change tact slightly. Uh, you and I know each other for a long time, and, and, and I want you to take this in the best possible way. I've seen over the last two years almost a maturing, a change in you. Although you're a young guy, you are now... Mentoring and giving back to other young creatives and embracing some of the good and bad of the struggle of, of young creatives. Now, to that end, you were talking about the next chapter, a conference that you hosted recently in Cape Town. I was privileged and thank you again for allowing me to chat and, and share some of my, my story and lessons. I mean, you had a fantastic field of speakers sharing with predominantly young people. Okay, which was very encouraging, Gordon, for me to see. I walked into this room and I almost expected to, to one view and I, I got a different view, a, mm. a more rounded view and a, and, a, and a multifaceted view. 
Nepsa, tell us about this, the next chapter t- for our listeners out there. I know it's happening next uh, on Saturday coming now. So please tell us all about it. It's the Joburg chapter. I want to get people involved, get people excited. And I want you to tell them why why they should get excited. We're talking Saturday, 4th of June. Eh? 4th of June, 4th of now June, coming yeah. Saturday. Yes. Yeah. yeah, thank you uh, for, for those uh, great words. I think, uh, you know, I've always... Um, uh, mentioned how I, I see you uh, not only as a friend but as a mentor and I think for me the the greatest gift of Thanksgiving you can give to to people who are trying to help you move forward is to just do it and, and mm. do well mm. because <clears throat> that's the best thanks I can give to you and many other people who've been encouraging me so thank you I'm glad to hear that there's that maturity coming through mm. I guess the struggles do do bring out the better version of of one uh, every day, you know. Yeah. So, so the next chapter. So the next chapter is a very very exciting um, initiative that uh, that that was birthed in Cape Town, but probably a culmination of of all the conversations that we had been having, you know, um, around the struggles of creatives and how you know there's not really a lot of institutions that are championing the cause of creatives. Mm. And so, you know, eventually the solution was, you know, help needs to come from creatives themselves. Mm. And then everybody will join in, you know. Mm. So that's what the creative uh, seminar is about. Mm. It's called the next chapter because it talks about what comes next for creatives. Mm. So, I mean, open to interpretation. You can take that as someone coming out of COVID who's experienced exceptionally tough times, whether you've lost a job, as a creatives, whether you've been forced to go back to a nine to five, whether you've had to close down a business, the question is, what's next? Mm. Um, you could also be asking yourself, uh, as a small creative business owner, who's maybe hit a ceiling um, and is maybe running out of ideas, and you know, we we know those moments of frustration where you just keep asking yourself, what am I doing wrong? The next chapter has got those answers. Mm-hmm. So the idea of the next chapter is we bring creatives and great business minds together. Mm. Our seminar has got six key themed pillars, um, innovation and creativity, leadership, business, um, wellness and addiction, personal branding, and funding. So these themes are not just themes that we came up with. These came up as a result of spending a lot of time with creative entrepreneurs, um, you know, getting to understand their pain points and their need states. So we've got speakers and we've got panelists under all those themes. It's a full day seminar happening from uh, 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. in Santon, Johannesburg at the TBWA uh, building in uh, 3 Sandown Valley Crescent. We've got 15 speakers and panelists, uh, you know, uh, local, international, uh, one of them being Dr. Doug. So blessed to have him. Uh, we've got uh, Musi Maimani. We've got uh, Reason, the rapper. Uh, we've got uh, Timothy Maurice Webster, we've got Odette van der Haar, we've got Alison, uh, Alistair King. Um, I mean, the list is endless. So many dy- dynamic, diverse speakers who I don't even call them speakers, I call them teachers mm. because they are passionate about teaching and, um, you know, equipping the next generation of creative entrepreneurs. What's interesting, though, is... This seminar is not just for creative entrepreneurs. It's for corporates. It's for ad agencies. It's for brand managers. Because as Doug said, uh, it's funny because Alistair King and I had the same conversation where he, he stayed out for the whole thing. 
And he was like, I actually didn't realize how valuable this was for agency people. Mm -hmm. I thought it's just a little mm -hmm. business mm -hmm. seminar for mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. He said he left there with insights, mm -hmm. trends, a better understanding of millennials and, uh, you know, what's happening on the scene, you know. So, so it's a place where ad agency uh, marketing managers can come and shop for talent, mm -hmm. you know. Who knows? Maybe there's a campaign that's coming up and you want to see what's happening on the scene. Mm -hmm. There could be a musician there who could become your next brand ambassador. Mm -hmm. So there's so much value, not just for the creatives and entrepreneurs, but for the business people and our corporate community to just bring out their marketing mm -hmm. department, just come and experience something different, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just, I mean, to be mercenary for a moment, is, is it being sponsored? Uh, is, is there a sponsor involved? Um, just to mention that sponsor. So we've got partners that are involved. Yeah. Uh, we have got uh, Coronation, yep. uh, which has been a great partner uh, from Cape Town uh, to Johannesburg. Mm -hmm. uh, we had DSTV in Cape Town, and um, now we've got Coronation as a partner. And uh, TBWA Huntless Cars is actually uh, a partner as well. Okay. Um, they've been very, very great, uh, letting us use their facility. So um, I think that um, you know it's great when we have uh, brands and agencies and corporates mm. that are you know supporting um, this yeah. Yeah, this this movement of of creative mm. entrepreneurs uh, because. I think um, you know it's it's it's. I realize the task is not something that you can do on your own. Yeah. And I think what's what's interesting, which I want to encourage a lot of brands, is don't look at this involvement as a brand alignment, brand strategy. No, mm. this 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 one goes under giving back mm. and developing the industry. Yeah. Mm. So so even if your clientele is not millennials or afrilenials as a brand. There's so much value in you just mm. getting mm. behind this mm. as a brand. It doesn't need to go on TV or on radio mm. that you, you, you know, because I know I respect the fact that brands have strategies mm. and they are aligned and affiliated to different art forms. Mm. But I think this one goes, it goes under the development, under the training, under the mentorship category of your business. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. I think, is probably something where they should look at getting involved. I, I like your, your use of the word movement, but because for me, if this is not a movement then whatever impetus you gain next mm. Saturday the 4th mm. of June mm. uh, is going to get lost and uh, I'm here I'm directing my comments at the Mac Charter you know and I think if the Mac Charter is going to succeed this time around um, it's its third iteration so our third attempt to get this thing right so mm. beyond BEE this kind of activity needs to become widespread and if I look at some of the initiatives I've been in in the past with the SABC, where you, you go into rural areas and smaller towns, there's an incredible cultural diversity, there's an incredible talent, but the guys are locked in, they can't mm. get out. So mm. my appeal, and firstly, thanks to the sponsors, Coronation TBWA, I think it's fantastic to get involved, but we need this to become a movement, not you know the second of two conferences, yeah. and, and in 2023 we'll have another one. Mm. And that means taking it out. The, the talent that you need to for community radio, for ALS stations, for local community papers has, has got to be developed very often where it is. We can't always just talk Durban, uh, Durban, Joburg and Cape Town. It's got to be broader than that. So my hope for this is that it genuinely becomes a movement, not just the second of a sequence, which we'll repeat next year. Yeah, absolutely, Gordon. And I think, you know, that's exactly what I think Napster and his team are doing everyone's on that journey and it's an ongoing evolution of 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 where you are finding the space and you made the point that it's not about 
pigeonholing it necessarily or boxing somebody. You know, to listen to you talk about Alistair, I spent quite a bit of time with him on the day as well, that he obviously went in there with the right mindset, which is the important part of any of these conferences uh, or, or seminars or whatever, is to understand that you want to go in there with the right mindset to learn. And just back to coronation, um, I mean, Wendy Bergsteed, uh, the CMO, and, and Ahmed Tilly spoke, and, and we, we've invited and we still want to get them onto our, onto our show, because it's such an interesting take where Wendy spoke, uh, Napster, you were obviously moderating this session, um, about bringing the best of breed together. Ogilvy is her lead agency. Ahmed Tilly is an independent. Mm. She said, but hold on a second. As the client, I have a vision. I want to bring, bring the best people in and I want to leave the ego at the door so that we can do the best work for me, the coronation brand. And, and that's just, again, one insight. You know, I look at the lady who was talking on substance abuse and you, and you, and you listen to the genuineness of and the concern that she speaks with. You know what I mean? You you look at you look at these people. I look at the Peterson twins as as influencers, young ladies having a full go. They're having a go, and that you got to encourage. You know, you've got to say to people, be part of the conversation, as you say, Gordon, part of the movement, and everybody's playing their role. So uh, so again, I'm very privileged and, and pleased to be chatting uh, at your session. Naps are just, uh, if people want to get, now nah, they want to get tickets, how do they, where do they go? What's the best place for them to be part of this conversation? So the best place people can get hold of uh, tickets is uh, quicket.co.za. Um, we've got different category of tickets. We've got student tickets that are 250 rand. Uh, we want to encourage students to come. We are in contact with all the creative schools. Uh, second tier is uh, entrepreneur, um, pardon me. It's uh, entertainers and um, freelancers. That's 500 rand a ticket. And then we've got our corporates and small business owners, which is 1,000 rand. So all those tickets are full-day passes. Mm. Uh, They include meals. And yeah, you can go on uh, quicket.co.za. If you are interested in taking a group booking uh, as corporates, uh, then you can email us, napsterentertainment at gmail.com, and we'll work out a nice little package for you. Yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to get the ball rolling here by saying I'm going to sponsor two students myself personally. So you, oh, wow. you, you just sorted out the paperwork oh, wow. and you let me know. Thank you. And challenge some of the other guys out there, you know, um, to, to let's just fill this place with young minds mm-hmm. and start building the movement. Yeah. Amazing. That's great, Gordon. Thank you so much for that, Gordon. Yeah. And uh, challenge is on. Wow, thank yeah, you. Challenge, yeah. sure. But I think, you know, Gordon, it's, it's one of those pledges where you, you're absolutely right. And, and absolutely listening to those numbers, the, the costs are not huge for bigger companies to give back. You know what I mean? As part of their pipeline. You know, and it's not just about saying, well, I want this today. It's not about that. I mean, surely you've got a vision, and you were talking about a strategy. Strategy is long term, often. You know what I mean? It's followed by tactics. Mm. But I mean, if that's your strategy to say, listen, I want to have good, authentic, uh, creative people, be it at client or agency. And when I say agency, there's a myriad of agencies. Is it the media agency? Mm. Creative agency, digital agency, PR agency, which agency? You know, they all they all need creative people. So again, let's get out there, be part of the conversation. Napster, we've had such fun, but unfortunately, like with all good things, you know, we've come to the end of our session. Thanks very much for spending time with us again. It's great. We really appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate what you're doing. We wish you well on Saturday with your with your your uh, conference. We uh, 
wish you well across the water in uh, in the States and, and the UK. And uh, yeah, you know, from my side, I'm going to leave Gordon to close it out. But to our listeners, please be part of the conversation. Get, our, get onto Napster's site, buy a ticket and be part of it. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, thank you so much for the opportunity to come back two years later and uh, reflect <laughs> on the growth and the journey. And uh, yeah, I listen in often. I've seen uh, the many, many uh, guests that you've had. So it's a great privilege for me to be here. And yeah, thanks for the love and support. And uh, yeah, see you on uh, Saturday. Well, thanks for joining us, Napster. And to all our listeners out there, let's keep talking. And so that was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Muller, the guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.